So we all saw the news this week, right? According to Rentals.ca, Vancouver now has the highest average cost for a one-bedroom apartment in Canada at a little over $3,000 a month. And then there's all this discussion about short-term rentals and how landlords are going with short-term over long-term rentals, making the situation even worse. And we know how this impacts the people looking for a home to rent. Can't find it, and it's too expensive. But what about landlords? What do they have to say about all this? Well, joining us now to talk about that is David Hutniak, CEO of Landlord BC. David, thanks for being with us. Yeah, good morning, Simi. I'm sure there's a lot of discussion among landlords right now with all this news out there. What's your response to that price for the average rental in Vancouver? Well, I guess, you know, there are all kinds of numbers in the public domain. And, uh, you know, many of them are drawn from uh, various uh, rental marketing portals, uh, many of whom simply scrape data from Craigslist, uh, which is not a particularly robust uh, source of information. So what we rely on a partner with data for 420 rental uh, units collected directly from building owners across Canada. And and the most important data point in our view is what's called in-place rent for uh, per unit, which is basically the monthly rent for the entire rental universe. And that's uh, rent per unit for all leases, including new lease rents, uh, renewal lease rents, and existing leases. And the reality is that for the second quarter of 2023 in Vancouver, those rents increased 4.9%. Now, that's approximately on a $1,500 per month rent, that's $73.50 per month. No denying that's real money that renters have to pay. But, you know, one has to put that in perspective. Uh, The government capped our rent increase for uh, 2023 to 2% when it should have been 5%. 0.4%. And there's real concern that it's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be intervention on their part again for 2024. At the same time, our operating costs have gone through the roof for uh, things like insurance, utilities, uh, waste removal, property taxes, repair and maintenance. And, you know, our sector is simply not immune to inflation. Plus, we have to contend with a challenging uh, regulatory environment. And, and like I said, these government inter- interventions, which at the end of the day, create great uncertainty for both uh, operation of existing rental and building new rental. And, th- and this is why landlords are leaving the sector. So, so I, you know, there's a there's real concern, uh, you know, certainly from our perspective as, as an industry association that, uh, uh, you know, we're reaching a tipping point here where um, uh, particularly, you know, the smaller landlord, they simply cannot, uh, you know, rationalize uh, continue, continuing to provide rental housing, important long-term rental housing, when they're experiencing losses, uh, negative returns year after year. So it's it's uh, it's a very concerning situation. Is that part of the problem then you think? Because clearly it seems that way that you mentioned landlords are leaving the sector. So does that mean they're going to short-term rentals and they just don't want to rent out long-term anymore? Well, I think there is uh, some of that going on. Now, I mean, I, I should say that, uh, you know, from our perspective, we're not big supporters of short-term rental, uh, some of the platforms that are familiar to the public. Uh, we view people who do that as hoteliers, not landlords. But but uh, definitely that that is happening. Uh, certainly, you know, some of the older families, you know, who have long provided, uh, you know, rental through, uh, you know, the 2030 uh, unit walk-ups around Vancouver, Victoria, and other jurisdictions, you know, they just sold and uh, you know just said it's just it's not 
feasible to continue to 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 operate uh, in this environment. So, and then I think you. There was a recent article that I found really fascinating where, you know, the, the significant number of folks who have could rent a unit in their home uh, across British Columbia and, and have no interest in becoming landlords because of the risks, et cetera. So, you know, that all of that does not bode particularly well for, for you know, where the rental universe is and the, the whole housing continuum, really. And, and I mean, it's just very, you know, confirmed uh, by the persistent low vacancy rates. Uh, I think it's like 1.7 for the second quarter of 2023 here in Vancouver. And, and you know, Simi, at the same time, you know, we're, we're seeing uh, just a flood of, of uh, new residents. And, and, you know, we are a country who needs immigration. So, you know, but that the balance is is off right now, and and uh, that we have uh, we just the supply is simply not keeping up with the demand, and uh, and it's just you know for those of us uh, very active in the in the in the in housing and uh, well rental housing in particular, it's just very frustrating time right now, and that you know we're 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 hearing uh, you know voices uh, from advocates demanding more restrictive legislation and. Uh, more, more and tougher rent controls, etc., and, and it's just it's just an environment where you know our our sense is that you know some of these folks have ch- decided to simply ignore new and, and future renters, and and they are you know I I would say naive to the right. fact that pension funds who form the fund the majority of new rental development are just not going to build here if uh, there's no no opportunity for a reasonable rate of return. They have the fiduciary responsibility to to the people that they're paying pensions to. So it's a very, very challenging situation and, and we need uh, all levels of government to really step up. So then David, what do you think would help out here? There's been some ideas kind of floated in the last week or two that maybe landlords need a, a little bit more help in terms of being able to deal with problem tenants. Would that help? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think the legislation is, you know, largely there to to provide that uh, that. Uh, uh, protection. The big challenge right now, and, and with all due respect to you know the, the hardworking folks of the residential tenancy branch, uh, right now the RTB is just over, still overwhelmed. Um, the government, uh, you know, we we applaud them for uh, providing an additional, I think it was fifteen point six million dollars of funding over the next three years to to basically try to correct that situation at the RTB, but. Both landlords and tenants are simply not; uh, uh, they simply do not have timely access to justice right now at the residential tenancy branch. And again, like I said, I have a lot of respect for the people who work there; they have a tough job. But that would be, you know, that has to be fixed and fixed really quickly. And I know they're trying, but I think we need to ramp that up, you know, significantly more in terms of hiring more arbitrators and whatever else is necessary. That you know, it need to be it needs to be triaged at this point in time. Uh, so if, landlord, again, like if landlords said, felt like they had the support there, um, would more of them rent out that space? Like, would more people want to be a landlord then? It seems like a lot of people just don't want to do it. Well, I mean, again, you know, it's it's a very challenging uh, uh, industry. I mean, the reality is, uh, contrary to what some of the public perception might may be, you know, this is not some get-rich uh, a quick scheme, you know, it's a, it's a, it's patient money. It's a long-term investment. Uh, you, you know, there, there are, you know, many, many risks along the way. Uh, 
But, you know, we are so dependent upon the secondary market, which is basement suites, investor condos, and, and you know, you know, critically important housing. But, but the harsh reality is that, you know, I think there's a sort of a, you know, these are not professional landlords. I, I think, you know, many of the folks are, uh, who have basement suites do so because they needed to retain or maintain their own housing. So, so, so there's, the, you know, the, the way the, the market uh, or the rental universe has sort of evolved over time because we just weren't building purpose-built rental, which is a, the type typology that we need most from a long-term perspective. Uh, you know, we've, we've created um, sort of a rental housing ecosystem that ultimately is just not sustainable in its current form. And what we need to do is we need to build a ton of purpose-built rental housing and, and yes, support that secondary market as well to, to, you know, encourage them to make them feel confident that, you know, when they have a problem tenant that the, uh, they'll have access to justice in a timely fashion, but uh, we need to build a ton of purpose-built rental. David, thank you so much for your time on this today. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that discussion. David Hutniak is the CEO of Landlord BC. Being a landlord, not an attractive job, it sounds like these days, which is why a lot of them are opting not to do it. Also leading uh, to help us out when it comes to this crunch, right? Not enough things for rent, not enough spaces for rent. And that's why you've got these prices going up, up and up. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.